0: What up, Anchor? I'm back. This is Made from Scratch, and today I want to start off Monday with a, a new Monday thing I'm trying, which is giving you thought starters things to contemplate during the day, during the week, stuff to think about, call in, write me about. So, today I'm talking about what transmedia is. So, if you're in advertising, media, entertainment, Um, production, any kind of storytelling, any kind of communications, really, you've probably heard the term at least loosely talked about, transmedia. So why is it important? Um, You know, how is it impacting the way that we're telling stories or communicating things? Where is it being used? That kind of thing. Um, And also, what's the future going to look like? Now that this is the way that we communicate, um, people got to catch up or innovate or, begin engaging with communication in this kind of fashion so today's all about transmedia and how you can use it. Let's start off with the definition of transmedia. So transmedia um, is the storytelling technique of telling a story across different channels of communication and different mediums of communication Um, and that's distinguished by a monomedia presentation which would be a single medium and a single channel so you could think of an old book so a Charles Dickens book at least originally was just written words on a page um, now that I said originally because a lot of Dickens books have been turned into films and in some way that's a transmedia um, representation because it's now telling this story across video Uh, But most people wouldn't consider that really transmedia, Um, that's more of an adaptation, you could say. So, you know, it's interesting to define transmedia, you have to also talk about what it isn't and you have to compare it to other forms of media, otherwise um, there's not really a clear picture of exactly what it is and what its purpose is. Um, you know the timeline for this term is also uh, a little shaky it was started to be talked about in the 90s a guy named Henry Jenkins took a stab at it there's a couple other books from that time period where people were starting to discuss really what George Lucas was doing you know he was really the creative pioneer of this kind of technique And and I say creative pioneer but also it's an incredibly brilliant business model if you can do it properly and Star Wars is a great example of that. I mean, for the last 40 years, there have been epic stories told from this universe. And now it's extended far beyond the original main characters. Um, you know, some, sometimes those characters aren't even a part of the story, you know, and maybe they pop up or there's little hints here and there. And, you know, that's the other part of a transmedia story is that when it gets really good, it's very deep. Um, And there's a lot of places that audience members can find themselves in it. It can stretch across, you know, day-to-day parts of their life. And it's a really, really amazing way of engaging people in a fantasy. So some people have talked about the Bible as being um, a transmedia story. I'm going to leave that one there. You decide. I'm not really touching that. Um, Another interesting example recently is uh, Rings, one of the Ring movie sequels. Uh, And there's other... Horror movies that have done similar things so there's a stunt that they do that sort of extends the character uh, like that creepy girl from the ring into the real world and they filmed you know supposedly real people in a in an electronic store or something getting freaked out by this little girl who you know like your worst fear of watching a horror movie is that something that you're watching could actually happen so in a way they cross that threshold um, uh, telling the story in a, in a new medium and actually making the story feel like a part of reality. So it's a little bit of a background and a basis for transmedia. The one thing I want to add to the conversation um, is that you know Star Wars being probably the primary example of such a thing you know George Lucas probably didn't know the term transmedia or exactly what he was doing, but he 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 created something very profound so, You know, we're at the very beginning stages of this kind of thing and the power of this kind of storytelling. So I just caution people from running down the rabbit hole of thinking exactly, you know, you know exactly what this thing is. We're still all very much discovering it and its capabilities. You know, sometimes innovation happens on purpose, out of necessity. There's some challenge that a person or society is facing and people get together and they just crack the code on it and they innovate on some technology or process or aspect of human life. And other times they just happen by accident. Uh, We don't even really know exactly what occurred. It's hard to find a specific moment in time. It's almost like there are inflection points, um, spans of history that could be days, months, weeks, years. Decades, whatever and during those times things emerge and I think that that's one of the kinds of things that transmedia really is You know, it wasn't something that was possible In the way that it really is now 30 40 50 years ago Um, You just didn't have so many channels of communication or transmedia stories just took a lot longer and probably couldn't occupy as much of a person's everyday life and if you want to argue that it's been around in this form that long there wasn't that many you know there wasn't that many stories for people to immerse themselves that fully in it's also therefore an evolution of our consciousness and i don't really have a great answer or explanation for this even but you know um if you take it back in western philosophy to i think therefore i am you know in Descartes, and we're not going to go into exactly all the nuances of that but that level of consciousness if if you think therefore you are in some kind of way the amount of places you can think about yourself the more deep and dynamic your personality is going to become and so it's natural that if we as a species or as a creature like to tell stories and hear stories and be a part of them it's it's sensible to think that we're gonna start to fragment ourselves into these different places where we want to take part in a story and some of us want to take part in that story in a very deep level and you know this is also an evolution of how art and entertainment and advertising has all kind of coalesced and that's partially cultural but you know People have become weary of advertising that that seems fake and inauthentic so in an attempt to uh, take that away advertising has become much more enmeshed in entertainment. I mean I was watching Central Intelligence last night and I haven't done diligence on this yet but I am safe to assume that some car companies were involved because Chevy's logo was all over it Ford's logo was all over it Mercedes logo was all over it and if these companies aren't just supplying cars you know I mean one of the scenes in that movie you should go take a look at it it seriously looked like the kind of uh, industrial hangers where they often film a, 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 a car commercial or a truck commercial. It was crazy So, you know, right there is an example of some version of advertising is now intimately uh, connected to my entertainment. And, you know, being a professional in the industry, I'm definitely noticing it. And it didn't, you know, kill my experience of the movie. But I would say that um, another movie that did this even better is uh, Passengers with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Um, again, have to do more diligence on this, but Sony was the manufacturer of a lot of the futuristic equipment, and I think that's a pretty brilliant idea if you're a company that's trying to do product development, active market research, and save money by not wasting on stuff that people don't want, don't believe in, or you know is too far off. So check that out. I think that's pretty great. Um, And that's another example of why transmedia is not just a buzzword, it has serious implications for the development of certain kinds of technology and societal norms in the way that we infuse these conversations in our entertainment. And, you know, transmedia has barely been explored yet, like I was saying, you know, Star Wars is probably the, the best example of such a thing and um you know it that's not been around 100 years in human history and the ability for us to tell stories like this is changing constantly so i think the evolution of communications consciousness and entertainment in general um is is the reason for this recent evolution and transmedia is definitely at the focal point of this conversation so what does the future hold for storytelling, entertainment, media, advertising with transmedia uh, on the rise. Well, you know, one very obvious thing is that in some sense, virtual and augmented reality are going to play a role. Now, this is something you have to be really mindful of, especially if you're in that industry. Okay, when you're in an industry, there is a bubble. You are in a bubble. I mean, you're being fed information about this industry because that's what the algorithms do. That's not a problem. The problem is when you forget that there are reports that are contrary to what you're trying to build and that sometimes they're valid and that you need to take into consideration things from all angles. Like, is it it a certainty that virtual reality and augmented reality products are going to fully replace cell phones? and that we're just going to have machines on our head. I mean, that's possible. That is possible. But check it out. If it's possible, it's only going to be possible because humanity pushes itself in that direction. And maybe it's not a good one. Maybe that's stuff that we ought to actually consider. And I think that when you get so deep in creating a fantasy for people, you get very close to that core central part of their identity you really do and I know this is a little heady or philosophic but these are kinds of conversations that people need to have because as you build a deeper and deeper story world you do begin to give people an opportunity to immerse themselves further in a fantasy than in real life and you know if if parents were afraid that uh, duck hunt, you know, is going to make kids violent. I mean, you know, this is a, this is a paradigm shift in, in a potential, um, experience of life. Now here's, here's the other thing is that if that's even true, where we're headed for this crazy virtual world, it's, it's, it's probably a couple years off. Okay. Because yes, the technology moves incredibly fast, but you know what, what, what you can't predict is the economy. And when an industry gets a huge influx of investment and interest and people are skyrocketing, people fail and some people fail really big. And so when that happens, that disrupts an industry in a way that software doesn't. Um, and it can grind things to a halt. You know, virtual reality has been, been around um, as an idea. Yeah. It's kind of come and gone. And I don't think it's because we didn't know how to build some of the equipment. You know, like there's a definite um, reaction that people have to this sort of existential dilemma of how far do we go into building a virtual world? Are we just trying to escape reality? You know, and uh, I think some of that that conversation needs to be had. But on a lighter note, I think that another interesting um, aspect to transmedia storytelling for the future is is uh, that you could start to um, if if we were to tell a transmedia story today, uh, years in the future in an English class in the future. Uh, When there's a debate about a character's motivation or a, well, yeah, what if this? You know, with with enough um, programming and AI technology and also a deep transmedia story, you actually might be able to get answers to those kinds of questions. Now, that doesn't mean you can reprogram old stories, though maybe you can. Um, And if you really want to dive into human nature and character development, Um, you might be able to have conversations with characters. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of possibilities here for education, um, especially if you can get young kids to interact with stories and learn from them. So, you know, I feel that we're headed towards these two very divergent paths with the inevitable conclusion of what transmedia storytelling is all about. And, you know, they're probably both gonna go on at one time, and it's a question of, um, just where we put our resources, our attention, and where we place our importance. And I, I, I just, if anyone out there in my network is listening uh, and you're in the VR industry or you're in media and advertising, just really take caution and think deeply about the things that we're doing because they have a serious impact on people and it's only getting stronger. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode talking about transmedia, exploring its past, its present, and its future. Feel free to call in or write me something if you have a question, if there's uh, something that intrigued you, you want to talk more about. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Maybe I can bring it up on the next episode um, next week. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have an awesome day. Peace.